Good morning, everyone, or good afternoon, wherever you may be. This is Jeeves, all the way across the Atlantic. And good afternoon, this is Krishna from London. Uh, and we bring you episode, what is this, episode 4 of, of Random Conversations on Xbox Chat. We count differently in the United States. I think it's five. Five, okay, five. <laughs> so how have you been, Jeeves? It's been an interesting couple of weeks. Uh, very busy. Tax time is uh, is approaching very quickly. I believe mm-hmm. uh, Monday is the last day oh, uh, yeah? to uh, submit taxes in the United States. So it's been very interesting. And yourself? How was your Easter holiday? Filled with meat. Lots uh-huh. and lots of meat and sugar. So great. Meat and sugar. I had a great Easter too. I, I went to Rome, saw the Pope. Saw the Pope in Mass. Saw the Pope in Mass at St. Peter's. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it gets more uh, it gets more Roman Catholic than than that. But had some fantastic wine and uh, and uh, Italian pizza. Was the wine served in church or outside of church? Outside of church. Oh, okay. I know they still serve crappy wine at church. You. You get into trouble outside of church, and then you go there on the weekends to repent. Oh yes, that that's how it works. That's how it works. And <laughs> you have to also pay uh, pay for the sins. Yes, you pay to be absolved of your sins. That sounds fun. That sounds fun. Oh, it was a fabulous time. It's definitely a town you must visit for both the historic uh, reasons and the excellent, excellent food and wine you get there. Perhaps one of these years, whenever yeah. whenever the uh, Americans allow us to actually get vacation time. It's yep. that elusive thing that seems to exist in every part of the world except uh, America. Yep, yep, yep. So, uh, what's on our uh, agenda for today? Well, the one thing I'd, r- I'd really like to try and figure out is what the heck happened with Google? Um, I mean, that from a pure freshness perspective... The Google stock split. Hey now, what the heck's going on over there? Yeah. Um. It, 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 well, they had an. They had. A, they had a very good uh, quarter. They announced their uh, results. Uh, what What were the uh, results exactly? I I don't uh, recall, but I do uh, remember reading that they were strong first quarter uh, results. The earnings were up. S- 60% to 2.89 billion dollars a year on year. Um, but yeah, the stock split—that's an interesting move. Uh, what they have, what they have uh, decided to do is to split the stocks so that they uh, manufacture a new class of stock that has no voting rights. Over and above, and uh, and uh, over and above the fact that there is already two classes of stock that they have. They have the Google stock that's publicly traded at a voting uh, at a voting uh, share of about point point one something 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 uh, per uh, share, um, and you already have the class B shares, which are ten votes for every share that you have. Mm-hmm. So now. now you have a third one that has no voting rights whatsoever. Let's make it less complicated, of course. Uh, right. So, so I think, I think what what they are trying to get at here is to take take 
Google back to its pre-IPO days, right? I think the troika of Sergey, Larry, and uh, and who's Bryn. the other guy? Bryn. No, it's no, Sergey Bryn, Bryn, Larry Page, Page and uh, and Schmidt. and and Schmidt. They want to take Google back to its to its pre-IPO days where where they had complete control of the company what what they said went um, and uh, and they want to make some really long-term bets that they feel common stockholders will not approve of so by making this new by manufacturing this new stock uh, category they are they are keeping such strong control over the f- future of the company um yeah it, but isn't this in a it, from a from a very basic standpoint isn't this essentially cheating right the 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 term that you're using is take it back to its pre ipo days the reason you do, you have an ipo is to raise enough funds and to have the public provide some interest in uh, some interest some stake in how your company is run essentially at this point of time they're just saying look you guys no. are never going to have enough money never going to be able to get enough voting rights to help steer this company in any way you want never mind the fact it's publicly traded no i'd like to counter that by saying that that's not the reason companies often go public and especially technology companies they they don't tend to go public because of that they tend to go public because the venture capitalists and angel investors who had who had first invested in the company want to see a return on their on their investment um i recently read the book in the plex by stephen levy um which was which which was hailed as one of the best anthologies so to speak of google's history so far um i would highly recommend uh, reading that book by the way he does a fantastic job of 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 tracing the company f- from its roots to where it is now and in that he very clearly says that uh sergey and larry want to keep want 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 absolutely keen on going public but they were were pressured by those who had invested in the company when it was still a small garage style startup and wanted to see a return on their incomes but at this point of time i mean theoretically the the easiest way to do that is to buy a, uh, is to do a buyback right yes yeah um rather than uh, rather than overly complicating the entire thing and it's not like google doesn't have money that it's still sitting around or uh, that it uh, that it isn't sitting around with right uh, uh, it may not be as rich as apple but still i agree um this trying to do this through a stock split has seems to have uh confused everyone even the 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 major publications that i've read uh new york times uh, uh various other uh, uh various other publications like reuters and forbes and financial times don't seem to qu- qu- quite understand why they're doing this and 
nevertheless, the stock has done uh, well after the uh, results. It did go up the first day after the uh, results. It did it did fall by almost four percent yesterday, but that was because the market as a, as a whole tanked. And, and I have still no idea why again, because it was doing great just the day before that, uh, based on uh, promising results in Europe. Yep, yep, yep. So it's 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 a, an interesting one, something to continue to track. I don't know what it means. I have a, a m- uh, my gut tells me that what this means is that. Google is going to seriously diversify, that they are going to try and move aggressively into 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 markets other than search. For example, what they've been doing with the Google Glasses or the self-driving car. I'm not saying that they're going to uh, release a car that drives itself, but, but they are going to aggressively move into new areas of computing and um, I think they feel that the only way they can they can do this without without uh, backlash from public investors is to have this new class of shares but can you imagine how it would be if Google really really diversified really diversified think about it right you could have Google water Google cars right the power of knowledge in every sip you take just think about the possibilities right google planes it'll be just like virgin you'd have virgin on everything right in this case you're going to have google with their terrible branding and their inability to come up with anything decent as a logo everywhere except for the g and no customer service and no customer service you want customer service go to google's website and google uh, google for the answer <laughs> No, I hear you. So I don't know what it really means, but but yeah, they haven't done a very good job in customer service historically. I I, I wonder if they waited so long to announce this uh, announce this possibility to take themselves uh, to make sure that they weren't in the running for the worst company in America, mm-hmm. right? Uh, speaking of which, speaking of which, what do you think of uh, Electronic Arts being named the worst company in America? Um, this year for the first time in a long while. I haven't heard about this and it's surprising to me frankly. I mean, I, wh- is, the, is, the, is the animosity from, uh, from uh, gamers or where, where is the anger coming from? The anger is coming from a number of different places but yes, for the most part. I mean, I, I don't know if you've played Mass Effect 3 yet right if you haven't you really should just to just to just to experience the sheer frustration that occurs after spending um well over 40 hours per game for the uh, until you get to the third game and then being utterly utterly crushed crushed by an ending that makes no sense hmm. right so that was one aspect right in addition to that Electronic Arts has been, uh, I mean, think of it as the, uh, not the Apple so much as the Microsoft of, uh, of the gaming I- industry. They've, they come in, they, if they can't do it well, they go buy it out. 
and then they kill any uh, any uh, any originality or um, any source of creativity from the entity that they bought, right? If uh, if uh, if electronic arts was uh, was to be considered uh, a giant, it would be a giant that kills little babies, kind of company. What what are some companies that they have acquired? So um, far. they bought they bought BioWare, uh, which mm. was big, which is a massive, massive thing. In addition to BioWare, they bought like uh, they bought uh, Westwood Studios. Uh, let's see what else do they got? Westwood Studios did the original Command and Conquer series. Um, besides that, what are the other uh, ones they had? It uh, says here on Wikipedia that they bought Kingsoft. Uh, Maxis, that that one sounds somewhat Maxis familiar. Maxis did the original uh, SimCity. Yeah. Sim and SimCity, they did they everything until Electronic Arts uh, picked them up. Heck, mm-hmm. Electronic Arts uh, bought PopCap Games, which did uh, Plants vs. Zombies and Bejeweled. Pop- no, PopCap was recently bought by, by Zynga, right? In July 2011, EA says it uh, acquired PopCap. Oh, that's... Sorry, uh, uh, the the company I'm t- thinking about is called OMG Pop. Yep. Which was bought uh, by, by Zynga. That yeah, was draw yeah. something. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, it's EA is so freaking massive. There's only one other company out there. If there if that other company didn't exist, right, EA would be considered a monopoly on all mm. major franchised uh, games in uh, the gaming space. And the other company out there is Activision, which has done its own measure of screw-ups. But Activision Blizzard is kind of like the Apple of gaming, because Mm -hmm. you've got Blizzard in the Activision Blizzard uh, pair-up, and Blizzard is very much like Apple. Mm -hmm. Their basic response to any game game release is, you'll get it when it's ready, even if it takes 20 years from when I announced it. Hmm. So there is some real anger around. Uh, uh, there is some real anger around EA, isn't there? I always assumed that companies that would uh, that would win this mantle would be uh, banks uh, uh, or, or the oil companies or perhaps someone like Walmart. Um, I didn't think that uh, that a company like a company like company like EA would ever uh, win win this uh, this quote unquote award. It does take skill, doesn't it? There's a lot mm-hmm. of the, it's it's an it's an elite ti- uh, title to have, right? I I suppose you could call it you could say that there is an achievement associated with it, or maybe a trophy. I don't know. Uh, they did manage to edge out uh, the bank uh, Bank of America. Uh, into second place, so you know it, it. There is something we said for sheer persistence at uh, you know pushing people's buttons, right? Is, isn't this called the Golden Pooh Award? I do believe so. Yes, one <laughs> Golden Pooh Award for the worst company in America, even more prestigious than the than the uh, Razzies, I believe. Mm-hmm. Right, which Halle Berry has a few uh, Razzies, but you know, obviously doesn't compare with the Golden Pooh Award. Mm-hmm. 
And I do want to point out that at least this uh, worst company in America uh, uh, voting was done by uh, a Consumer Reports subsidiary, right? So it's kind of maybe, well, not really uh, valid, but uh, it does capture the uh, Internet's uh, anger at uh, at these uh, giants of the corporate world. Right, that's what I was going to ask. Do you feel that it's somewhat skewed because uh, not not everybody is represented on this website consumerist it tends to be those who actively uh, f- actively f- follow the blog I would say that that is true I mean if you look at if you look at the companies that got uh, that got named to these uh, prize uh, fights many of them are very much involved with the uh, online world however Bank of America and uh, number uh, so number uh, number two in the ranking was Bank of America, and number four in the ranking was Walmart, both of which don't have a great deal of uh, online anger uh, driven towards them so much as how what people are feeling in the real world. Uh, mm. Bank of America's uh, mortgage, uh, Bank of America's uh, mortgage uh, fiasco, and their auto uh, and their auto robot writing. Uh, uh, you know, practices of just signing uh, signing off, uh, f- uh, signing on foreclosures has driven them into the second spot. Mm-hmm. Walmart, uh, Walmart uh, has essentially um, been thrown onto this list because of the uh, because of the fact that they uh, kill mom and pop stores more than anything else. That's yeah. what's uh, that's what's driven them so high up in the list. Yeah. So it's not all uh, online uh, online anger. So much as maybe skewed a little bit towards that because the number the 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 company that gets honorable mention is PayPal and Ticketmaster, both of which have Ticket very Mart. little to do with people who are offline. Mm-hmm. So that that is a very interesting uh, point to bring up. I I'm just uh, surprised actually that Walmart and uh, Bank of America actually made it that high up in the list. Um. Where, what was the uh, rest of the list like? Well, there were a number of companies that uh, that were uh, in the running for worst company in America, uh, and they got uh, knocked out in the first couple of rounds. Uh, some of them, uh, some of the ones were Google, Apple, uh, Netflix for all their uh, crazy antics in the last year and uh, the so-called Quickster uh, debacle. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sony, Spirit Airlines, right? But the rest of the honorable mentions for Worst Company America are uh, Ticketmaster, PayPal, uh, let's see, what else do we have? We have, oh yes, my favorite company, Comcast NBC. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we so, won't say why that's your favorite company. Well, in, in, in for the most part, uh, Comcast is, it's actually quite good that Comcast made it to, uh, made it to only honorable mention because they've always been top four in the last couple of years so it's quite an achievement dropping below it must be their customer focus <laughs> what now now that we have uh, vented our our angst at uh, at EA what do you think about Facebook buying Instagram one billion dollars it seems to be a smart investment. I think for the most part, Facebook's... Uh, essentially, Instagram's a built-in social network for uh, for sharing photos. 
right? Yep. And it has uh, some pretty cool uh, filters. But $1 billion? Do you hey. really think it's worth that much? I mean, for for comparison's sake, <coughs> um, the company has 13, 14 employees. They have no revenue model uh, yet. Um, and they apply, they slap on fancy f- filters onto photos you take to make them look old and uh, uh, um, make them look um, uh, more interesting. Um, and to compare that to a company like the New York Times with all their assets, with all their, with the with the buildings they own in Manhattan, with with the with the number of uh, reporters they have in bureaus across the world and the sort of uh, brand cachet the company has it's widely considered the best newspaper in america and yes there is some thing to be said that the american newspaper industry isn't doing too well so generally dying would be a more uh, general but, way of calling it but that's only worth 950 million dollars in terms of market capitalization you do know that there's nothing to do with actual valuation and how much Mr. Zuckerberg wants to pay to get something. Mm-hmm. He's got the money to do it. He just went ahead and uh, and just got it done. But for the most part, it doesn't really matter how much we believe it's going to be, right? When you f- because when you think about it, heck, Twitter is uh, <coughs> pretty much in the exact same uh, pretty much in the exact same shoes. It has no revenue model, right? Mm-hmm. But it's freaking massive. Do you think uh, uh, Mark Mark Zuckerberg was afraid of of Instagram in some sense um, because core to Facebook's uh, services is the ability to upload and tag photographs and the only real competitor in this space so far has been Instagram. Well. I wouldn't necessarily say that it was that he was afraid of it. Um, it's it's a it was a competitor in terms of its sheer size and volume, right? But it's not the only competitor out there. There are so many other competitors that barely barely have the kind of uh, the kind of uh, momentum needed to grow. In this case, uh, I think that Zuckerberg was looking at it more along the lines of if you can't beat them uh, quickly. Might as well buy them now rather than you know spend the time and uh, effort trying to beat them out, right? Apple takes pretty much the exact same view for a lot of things, right? They they they'll they'll go to a they'll go to a company, right? Uh, I was actually I actually heard about this uh, from a friend recently about Dropbox. Uh, Steve Jobs went to a drop uh, to the Dropbox uh, founder and mm-hmm. offered to buy them out well before for they became billion. popular. Yep. Yep. Right. Yep. And they didn't sell, but his basic his basic approach was, okay, that's fine. I I uh, you know I appreciate your uh, view on this, but just know but that we're going to get into the space. I'm going to crush you. Yeah, we will mm-hmm. crush you eventually. Yep. It's all a matter of time. I have a feeling that Facebook, if they spend the time and resources going into it, yeah, they could crush Instagram. They have mm-hmm. a far larger base. They have far more money, right? Far more employees. But why spend the time if you can just buy it out now? Mm-hmm. Um, so did you download Instagram? 
No, I have not. Once it, it was released on Android. Android. Yeah, so it was uh, it was released on Android about a week or two ago, and apparently they're seeing five million downloads in the first week of its release on Android. That's about two thousand signups a minute, and that's something else that makes me wonder, right? I mean, the power of the platform. Um, for basically for the first for the first two years of its of its existence Instagram was only on the iPhone and there was such pent up demand for its app on the Android platform that they had an explosion of downloads in in the first week um, does that kind of does that kind of mean that the platform that it came out on is is just as irrelevant as anything else? That if it had perhaps come out on the Android platform first, it would not have done as well. I don't know about that so much as maybe there may be a coolness factor associated with it. I know that there were a number of uh, there were a number of uh, Instagram uh, competitors out on and uh, out on Android before to kind of uh, reach that. But the one aspect of Instagram like Big Please and a couple of others, right? Yeah, they had Lightbox also. Well, but, but for the most part, the one thing that was really missing for all from all the competitors was the. A social network that was already built into Instagram, right? Um, and there is something to be said for coming out first with an idea that does well. There have been plenty of people who've come out first with ideas that have where the idea itself wasn't fully baked. Instagram at least came out with a fully baked idea, and that's something to be said for it. But so you that, don't feel the power of the iOS platform is uh, is uh, has been critical to Instagram's success I'm just wondering will 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 it mean that new developers when they want to release an app will now first flock to the iPhone and then as an afterthought go to the Android platform or the Windows mobile Windows phone platform and uh, those platforms just won't see traction when it comes to applications and without applications customers aren't going to buy those phones I I disagree with that idea well I well for the most part I wouldn't even say that Windows phone platform is still viable just yet maybe with Windows phone 8 but with there are a couple of applications and I'm not able to think of any right off the top of my head right now but I do know there have been some applications that have done very very well that have started on Android and then moved on to iOS I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think and I think that's something I should add into the next time we talk about that because I'm pretty sure there is uh, there are a couple of applications out there that started off on Android then moved on to iPhone merely because of the uh, versatility of uh, the versatility of Android that uh, went past the versatility of iOS right um, in terms of uh, in terms of an application that I know that's done well on Android and will never be 
released for the iPhone are uh, you know look at keyboard replacement uh, uh, keyboard replacement ideas the uh, swipe right has I mean swipe generated a whole industry around keyboard replacements right that uh, will never these, show up on uh, these uh, aren't but I think the scale that we're looking at is vastly different a swipe isn't going to sell for even 500 million dollars it's it, it it just it 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 just isn't so these are features uh, so. these aren't I, applications I'd have to, I'd have to go look and into features it. and that, uh... features like this if if Google wants to or if Microsoft wants to or if Apple wants to they will ha include these sort of keyboard replacement applications for free in their operating system in the next version effectively destroying a company like swipe you can't so I don't think there is much comparison uh, 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 there uh, and swipe as far as I know doesn't generate any sort of uh, revenue the users I don't know how many users they have and I don't think the number of the number of users they have that is actually of any value what is of value there is the technology and the patents they have and that's not going to go for one million dollars one one billion dollars look at Microsoft's purchase of uh, patents from AOL for one billion dollars yeah and they got 800 patents for that <laughs> 800 right. patents for one billion dollars yeah 800 it's patents a, it's a it's a it's a good point to make and I'd, I'd actually have to verify if there is anything out there that started on Android and then moved to iPhone I'm pretty sure there is at least one or two um, but I need to go do some research to verify that I doubt that just because it was on the iPhone first makes it any better then hit uh, then uh, application that comes out simultaneously on iPhone and Android for hit to hit ma uh, maximum uh, uh, I'm not saying maximum. it's any I'm I'm not saying it's any better I'm just saying that with an exit like this I think it poses the danger that app developers in the future will not even consider developing for other applications first they they will they if I have a good idea tomorrow and I want to make an app my first release is going to be on the iPhone and why is that because I have now seen that Instagram had a one billion dollar exit and I'm going to think oh that's where I need to focus my attention on and then I can move on to Android uh, later it sets the Precedence the precedent for. that it could work like that and for the most part I would say that most people would be wrong because unless the idea itself is so relevant I mean I was trying to have a conversation yesterday about um, iMessage right and it was very frustrating that people uh, you know people were like oh iMessage is the most amazing thing ever it's almost it's real time it's free I'm like you mean just like every other instant messenger on a phone for the last however many years like no no iMessage is amazing I'm like okay the uh, the uh, reason it's the uh, reason people wax eloquent about it like that is because it's it's 
it has moved f from being something it has moved to the mainstream from being something that mostly only nerds or spouses of nerds or families of nerds and geeks or people who are addicted to their uh, blackberries use to being something that's now in the mainstream and when people in the mainstream see this they they it is uh, new and exciting and uh, uh, something that they are um, seeing for the first time and that's why they talk about it that way it's a, it's a pr campaign that is absolutely absolutely fantastic i can't i can't fault apple for their pr campaign for their ability to package uh to package existing uh technology and call it a brand new idea never before done in this way oh but, yeah uh, for the most part i it's what makes it very very hard to sometimes deal with talking objectively about some of these ideas okay we'll we'll uh leave that there so you had a beer you wanted you wanted to avoid well um i had a bit of an interesting uh night last night and for the most part everything was good uh kept uh, kept with the uh kept with the general theme of taking it easy hitting up a couple of a uh, couple of bars until i decided against my better judgment that i should really try and branch out from the usual uh domestic or even or, or even um you know slightly more exotic domestic coming in from more than 150 miles away right and whilst i was walking about i happened to notice on a, a notice on a billboard somewhere not billboard sorry a chalkboard the beer called clown shoes clementine an interesting name mm -hmm. really really interesting name and I, was, i had visions of you know a nice citrusy uh citrusy drink something that's perfect for the summer never mind the fact that it's about 10 degrees centigrade outside but i figured go in relax enjoy yeah clown shoes clementine mm, don't do not do not whatsoever do not even think of trying it the clementine part of it is probably for uh probably named for the whole my darling dead clementine <laughs> not uh, the orange clementine it's rated half uh, half decently on rate beer it's got yeah, an overall score of 85 yep not not in my shoes not in mm. my shoes it's uh, extremely hoppy light looking beer but that was pretty much what laid me out after uh, after uh, a night that was fairly enjoyable till then but <laughs> you know to each their own to each their own i think it might be a better beer to start off a night rather than end off a night mm -hmm. um but that is my contribution to beers for the week mm. i actually haven't so i haven't um been I haven't been enjoying much beer in the last week or so, uh, but I was in Rome over the Easter weekend and I did have some really good uh, wine, uh really good uh, red wine just and for the most part just stuck to the house wines at most restaurants we went to. Um almost 80% of the money we spent in Rome was on food and wine and uh uh 
and you know I love uh, uh, pizza and just the plain margaritas, margarita pizza in uh, Rome were just fantastic. Just the tomato and cheese. It was uh, very, very good. Um, uh, yeah, so I don't have anything to contribute to this segment, unfortunately, today. Uh, well, there is something to be said for just a simple pizza in Italy, where, you know, pizzas originated from. Um, I do have to say that the time I went up to Naples, I was rather disappointed with the pizza because I'd been, um, you know, the pizza, co- uh, the pizza cognition theory say, uh, states that the first slice of pizza that you have is forever defined, uh, forever defines what pizza is uh, to a person. Mm-hmm. Right, and it's a real theory. Please look it up. So, <laughs> okay. Uh, having said that, my first slice of pizza has to be the worst decision ever, but it was a Pizza Hut pizza. In so, I- in Naples. Not in Naples. No, no, no. My first slice of pizza in your ever life. was yeah, in my life was okay. a Pizza Hut pizza in um uh, in United Arab Emirates, which is probably the most unlikeliest place to find fresh anything. Mm-hmm. So, having said that, I was actually quite disappointed in the Naples, uh, you know, wood-fired, uh, you know, super local, super, uh, you know, exotic cheese and uh, cheese tomato sauce pizza, and mm. a few basil leaves on top. That's 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 interesting. You say that because having uh, never been exposed to the Pizza cognition theory. Um, uh, I did thoroughly enjoy plain margarita pizzas. Just the simple tomato and cheese with that little leaf of uh, basil. That little basil leaf. Um, uh, very very tasty. Very simple and very tasty. Um, I'm not a big fan of uh, of exotic pizzas uh, myself although one night I, I did have a smoked smoked buffalo mozzarella pizza and wow that was fabulous huh. um, so yeah uh, maybe maybe we need to go to Rome together that sounds good to me as soon as I get some vacation time I'll be sure to do add that to the list of things to do you must do that, mate. Time to come out to come out and visit Europe. Uh, hop across the pond, maybe, maybe. I'll <laughs> add it to the list of things to do. Excellent. Shall we uh, wrap up for today? Yep. Signing off. All right. From uh, Philadelphia. This is James. And signing off from uh, London. This is Krishna. Good night, everyone.